The George Real Estate Group Radio Broadcast is celebrating 10 years on WHKP. The George Real Estate Group is celebrating 10 years on the radio live every Thursday morning at 10.05 on WHKP 107.7 FM and AM 1450 and streaming online at whkp.com. Each Friday morning at 8.45, the George Real Estate Group presents the Hometown Hero Award to someone in our community who goes above and beyond to make our hometown a better place to live. Here's this week's Hometown Hero Show. Kenny Chesney on Real Country brings us up to 8.45 on Friday morning. And every Friday morning at 8.45, we talk about a George Real Estate Group hometown hero. And uh, today, we're especially excited to talk about and talk with Kenny Barnwell. But first, Noah's going to update us on the real estate world. Well, the real estate market's still moving. Uh, you know, the the demand is still there. Inventory levels are low, and and we have uh, the last three months in Henderson County, the average single family home price has been over five hundred thousand dollars in Henderson County, and that's a, a function of supply and demand. Uh, interest rates have been going down. I mean, they're in the fives, which has helped moving. The market's still, I mean, we got spoiled with those twos and threes and fours, but you can still get a 30-year fixed in the fives, And, and but the market's incredible. I mean, the people want to be here, the quality of life, uh, you know, everything that Henderson County has to offer. And again, we've been serving the community uh, for a number of years. We had the experience of helping over 1,200 families uh, with their real estate needs. Uh, the George Real Estate Group's located in Flat Rock, right next to the Flat Rock Bakery, uh, Hubba Hubba Barbecue. Honey, uh, Hubba Hubba Barbecue, Campfire Grill, all those great restaurants and businesses. But uh, again, it's an honor and privilege to serve the community through real estate. Well, and you do such a great job. Noah, I know you still, uh, you say it's, uh, I like what you say about there for a while, the real estate market was running at 150 miles an hour, and now it's slowed down to 100 miles an hour. Yeah, it's still moving. <laughs> it, the market's still moving. The demand is there. I mean, people want to be here, the quality of life, and then uh, the community, everything that, that that makes this area so special. People are coming in. I just talked to a guy that just moved here from uh, New Jersey, and uh, you know, he said, I'm not telling nobody back home where I moved. It's too good. I don't want anybody else to come come down <laughs> but i think that's a common story where where people have you know it's it's no longer a secret anymore yeah, but you're right um it's a special place to, to to have yeah i love living here and uh, uh i want you to join me in, in welcoming kenny barnwell to our hometown hero microphone good morning kenny good morning sir how in the world are you doing well let me start off here by saying thank you because I saw you carrying in a big old box of fresh-picked Henderson County apples, and I'm grateful. Yeah, I brought you in some pretty nice honey crisp. Oh, 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 oh uh, Noah, check the special. kitchen before you leave. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, uh, I'm so excited to talk to you. Uh, I feel like I know you. Uh, you talk to Tippy Cresswell in our news department a lot about the apple crop, and and, uh, and then I get to work with the, the recording, and uh, so I've kind of known you for a long time. Mm-hmm. But you, uh, you you speak a lot about apples and apple growing in Henderson County, and i just got to say congratulations. One of the reasons that we're talking to you now is that you were just named uh, the uh, Apple Grower of the Year for the Eastern United States region by uh, 
the American Fruit Grower Magazine. What an honor and congratulations. Thank you so much. It was truly an honor. Yeah, you were in the uh, orchard, you said, when you got the call. I was. Uh, I was in the orchard when uh, Thomas called me and um, told me I'd won, and then we set up an in- interviews where I could talk to him and, and do that, and did that in the orchard, too. He <laughs> interviewed in the orchard. Yeah. Well, it can't get more authentic, can it? Unbelievable, and congratulations. I think we have to go back to your roots, though. Fifth-generation apple farmer. Is that right? That's correct, sir. That's incredible. And can you talk about your family that uh, first got into it? And, I mean, did, did your stories you remember? And, and was you remember your grandfather specifically? Yeah, I really. I spent a lot of time with my grandfather. My mother and father, when, we were, when I was young, they were still part of the apples some. But by and large, they were educators. Mama taught at East. Daddy was assistant superintendent in the county schools. And my family's got a long tradition of either growing apples or teaching school in Henderson County. Okay. I looked. I did just a little adding with uh, a couple uncles, mom and daddy, and my sister. They've put over 200 years of uh, time in teaching kids in Henderson County. That's amazing. And so we've done a lot of that. And then... Like I say, when I went to college, I really had no intention of growing apples. No, because but you got a tell us your I, education. I've got a degree in chemistry and I got a degree in biology. I just but when I got out and started trying to maybe do some interviews on what we you know would be working in a lab or something like that, I just I, I don't know. I came home from spring break my senior year, and I was kind of disillusioned with it between my junior and senior year and. I come out and uh, and fall break, and there was the foliage was turning, and it was a nice, beautiful, crisp morning, you know that you, that we have up here in the fall. And I said, "Nah, <laughs> I just I'm not going anywhere." But but your education was is critical and part of what you do too. Oh, I mean, the I, biology and the chemistry. Oh, absolutely. I when these when a lot of the chem reps, uh, my wife ran a chemical supply dealership for many years and has retired out of that. But the chem reps would come and I, we, when we would talk to them, I understood the biology of, or of what they were talking about where back in 19, the early eighties, we dumped a lot of material in a tank, you know, uh, some, and some pretty harsh chemicals. Now we use less than 10% of that amount. Wow. Where we might have put in 30 pounds, we put in 30 ounces. Wow. Wow. And so it's just, and then where you used uh, uh, high, uh, hydrocarbons, uh, basically the one that everybody knows is Parathon, it's completely phased out. All of them are, all of those, uh, that class of chemistry is gone. We're using mating disruption, which you put, which you put in the orchard. And the uh, it puts out the female uh, sex attractant, and you just blanket the orchard with that, so the male can't find the female, and if they never mate, they can't lay eggs, and so you don't have to spray as much. Oh. Then we're using, uh, as opposed to a broad spectrum pesticide, we're using an insect growth regulator that's targeted to one specific species, Lepidopterums, which are the codlin moth, orion, fruit moth, which are two major pests. And uh, that's just how far it's come. That has come about through many 
years of study and classes and teaching, and you, you also incorporate your teaching side in going to a lot of meetings. Mark Williams is a mutual friend and mm. someone I respect really deeply. He's the executive director of the agribusiness uh, position here in Henderson County, and he said of you that he has sat in at least a 1,000 ag-related meetings, and he's always sat with Kenny Barnwell. And a lot of times when you look up, it was me and Mark representing the ag community. Yeah. It's just... We, we had to, you have to advocate for agriculture. It's, you get a new group of, uh, legislators, your representatives. And a lot of times it is somewhat of an education process to, to explain to them how important agriculture is to the history of Henderson County, to North Carolina. It is, it is. It's a cornerstone of our community. It is. It is. And it's the number one business in North Carolina is agriculture by a long shot. And, and Henderson County is, we're kind of on an island a little bit in agriculture because we're doing about a hundred million, almost a hundred million dollars a year in agriculture in Henderson County. Wow. Nobody around here close is over about 20 million. So Everything is right here in this one county, and there's not. When you go down east with all their livestock, there you know you'll have county beside county beside county that uh, do that big money. But ours is a lot of ours is specialty crops that that are labor intensive, but it's also what balances out uh, your food. The food that you eat, you need the fresh fruits, the fresh vegetables. Controlled atmosphere growing is is really becoming uh, moving into this area. Art Van Wingerden picked this out, and he was a genius in greenhouses, right? Because of the the temperature, the elevation, the it was just here. the climate here, and that's why you see all the greenhouses going into Mills River, and it's just agriculture is is still growing in Henderson County. But like you say, we're having a lot of pressure with land. I know uh, you were talking about it. Uh, they, uh, an orchard I farm, they put it on the market, and it's not that great of land. On Friday afternoon, Monday morning, they had two full money off, two money yeah. cash offers at about three times what I thought the land was worth. Yeah, there's some. It's tension between the the you know. Re- residential real estate and then again the need for land for agriculture i mean mm-hmm. there there's tension there and again it, and it can coexist and it has to coexist and 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 i but i also think about the cooperation that in the, the support you've gotten from the community and, and again the the county coming behind and then the cooperation with the farmers and i mean what you guys have pulled off is incredible and and how you've uh, you guys have been stewards of this community and doing what you're doing and growing the 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 business like you have. Yeah, we we uh, we have to make our living off the land. I cannot abuse it. I have to protect it in every way possible because some of that land I came from my great great grandfather that I am farming now. And when you start riding, knowing the the history of it, it's it's really uh, you know there's some land that I have bought that if if the 
the business turned south that I might sell, but some of the, the old family property isn't for sale. It'll never be for sale. Not by me. Now, I don't know behind me. <laughs> but, see, it's we're what we've done is we have, because agriculture is hard, we have uh, let our best and our brightest have um, have moved away. I've got a niece that just last year, two years ago, graduated summa cum laude from Wake Forest. I've got another niece. She's an aerospace engineer at uh, – she works for either NASA or NASA support uh, facility in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, William Inlow, uh, who was a mentor of mine, he's got a son that's uh, got a Ph.D. in applied physics, and he works in San Francisco. We've taken our best, our very best and our very brightest, and a lot of times have, because of it was I, I, apples were hard in the early 90s. With the loss of uh, Gerber when they moved, uh, Seneca and Mountain Home moved, uh, National Fruit dr- uh, closed their plant in Lincolnton. It, you know, for our secondary apples, it was hard, and so uh, it. And you guys had to hold your breath. Yes, I mean, yeah. there was. Yeah. There were years that it was tough. Oh eight was the big furrow nine. Yeah, we yeah. got completely froze, froze out. out. We picked almost nothing. I in remember 08. that one. And uh, never forget that. It just, uh, I, I we've had some short crops. Two year, two uh, last year was short, but but we still picked a decent volume of apples. But this year I'm gonna pick uh, four times as many. Wow. Well, we got a couple of minutes left. I wanted to ask you, Kenny, where do your where do your apples go? Uh, our our uh, we sell we sell some apples to Gerber for baby food. Mm-hmm. We sell some to Peterson every year for that uh, who make the apple slices for McDonald's. Uh, then I sell. Uh, we're picking right now, going to Michigan to Matern, who make uh, squeeze pouches for with a little applesauce in them. I'm not killing to do the uh, this Goo Goo uh, is the brand on them okay. that you will see. Uh, then we we have a pre-sizer and we uh, custom run apples for fruit stands so that when they get a box of my apples it's already been graded and sized and they know what they got that's a pretty integral part of my business and then i store uh probably 2500 to 3000 bins of apples for bowman uh andros that uh is in mount jackson virginia and they make those squeeze pouches too and a lot of those are exported but it's um you have to have, and then I sell my fresh apples to a local packing operation, and those will end up in Ingalls or Walmart. Incredible. We also, I want to make sure we get this out here. You, you are a 21 member of the NC Apple Growers Association. You've served three terms as president, uh, current chair, chairman of the Henderson County Agriculture Advisory Committee. I mean, you've been involved in advocating for, for farmers, and again, you it's incredible I mean, we could spend an hour talking with with you this morning. We really, really could. And uh, one thing that you did uh, allude to before we went on the air, uh, the future of agriculture in Henderson County is very bright. It is. It's the – we have – in our apples, uh, a lot of these places, like in your Washington State, it's a long way to, to get your apples to market. 
within 90 minutes of 90 miles of right here we have the population density to use every apple we grow. That's Kenny, we love you. Thank you so much. We appreciate the Honeycrisp apples, and we've got some goodies for you. Have a great day, everybody. And WHKP AM 1450, Hendersonville, North Carolina. We're Real, Real Country, Country, serving Henderson County for over seven decades. Hello, my name's Lucy Mill George, and my dad and grandfather started the George Real Estate Group. And if you need help selling your house, call 828-393-0134. For no pressure, no cost, no obligation, consultation, find out what your home is worth today. Visit us online at realestatebygreg.com and come by our office in Flat Rock. My dad has sold almost 1,200 homes. Give us a call today at 828-393-0134. My dad and my grandfather are the best, and I know you will be happy. Call the George Real Estate Group today. Check out their very intuitive website anytime you're in cyberspace, www.realestatebygreg.com. The George Real Estate Group is located in Flat Rock, North Carolina, near Hendersonville in Henderson County. You can find them online at realestatebygreg.com. The George Real Estate Group can be reached at 828-393-0134 or stop by their office at 2720 Greenville Highway, Flat Rock, North Carolina. Tune in live each week on Thursdays at 10.05 a.m. on WHKP 107.7 FM and 14.50 a.m. or stream online at whkp.com or download these podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. The George Real Estate Group brings you the WHKP Hometown Hero Series every Friday morning at 8.45.